0: to we universe the show where we are the walking dead get it because it's because yep. it's the thing that yep. he
1: says because the, we, the, the w stands for Walking dead
0: let me tell you my favorite part in any uh series in any comic book in any piece of art is when the uh main character stares straight down the barrel at you and yells the theme of the sh- of the work at you sure <laughs> it's my favorite sl- splash page ever is just rick grimes going
1: we are the walking dead <laughs>
0: it's like holy shit really you were going for that this whole time sure Uh, My name is Steve (laughs) Gutley.
1: Hello, I'm Woody Siskowski.
0: We are talking today about a game called Walking Dead Survival Instinct, and this is one of those topics that we are just never going to touch on the N64 because... This didn't exist. Sure. It's kind of it's kind of weird to think there are some major pop cultural phenomenons that just literally did not exist during the N sixty four era, like in any form. But yeah, yeah, here we are.
1: <laughs> and like Tartuffe. Tartuffe, exactly. Yeah, like <laughs> like, yeah, like Richard the yeah, third. Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. It was all new. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're gonna be digging into this game a little bit. Um, but firstly, speaking of games,
1: what else are you playing that's not this?
0: Oh, I assume man. you're not playing this. I'm not playing,
1: thankfully, I'm not playing this. <laughs> um in my in my free time i only play the walking dead games professionally yeah it's true um well there was a new magic expansion that came out in magic the gathering arena okay and whenever a new magic expansion comes out i put twenty dollars in gems uh which are basically what you use to play the sealed events where they like give you cards that you choose from that's my preferred way to play magic without making the deck beforehand um and i basically if you get five or more wins in your run uh before losing three you get enough gems to keep playing. You, like, mm. profit on gems. So I put in 20 bucks and I see how how many runs I can get. Usually this results in me being up until 2 a.m. in the morning. <gasps> sure. And I'm currently, I think, on run number nine. Wow. So it's been going well. Okay. Uh, all right. But mostly my, my reward for that is less sleep, and this which is... is not really much of a reward. Well, no, but, but you know. I'm having a good time. I, I It's nice to remember that Magic the Gathering is a fun game. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Are you playing? Are you playing live or is this a game? You you play against real people. You're playing yes. against. It, real people. It's, it's playing essentially online. like the interface of Hearthstone. In, okay, but you're playing Magic. Nice. Okay. Yeah, it's that, All right. That same mentality. And then I've also been playing a lot of Hearthstone, which is very confusing to jump between the two games. Right. Because they are similar, similar enough that your brain tries to do the same things, but they have enough different rules that the same strategies don't work. Right. Right. Okay, all right. Yeah. Well, all right. what about you? What have you been up to?
0: Uh, well, I just finished playing Jedi Fallen Order for the second time. Oh, I'm nice. still, still enjoyed yeah. it. I kind of oh, blazed cool. through that. And uh, I just like maybe 30 minutes before you came in, I started uh, another Xbox Game Pass game, a little indie called Carrion.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, which is that pretty game dope. Neat. So it's, it's, it's a Devolver game, right?
0: It's uh, I don't know if it's I, a De- think, I think it's published is. by Devolver. I think Devolver it is. has a
1: very high standard of quality. They, they always do. publish neat. They stuff.
0: have really fun stuff. This one's like it's a Metroidvania, but think like from the perspective of the Metroid. Oh, so he- you are this escaped like alien bioweapon. You're all tentacles and arms, and you like <laughs> slither all over the walls and everything, and you grab humans and rip them apart and eat them. And then the more humans you eat, the bigger you get, and the different oh, abilities that's fun. you have. I'm really it's enjoying it. It's like
1: a weird it. like goo mechanic like
0: it, it is. It's kind of yeah, it's kind of like um uh yeah, World of Goo like the way that they kind of fasten stuff together, but you're just you're this kind of hard to define mass of red and teeth. And so it's, it's kind of like a
1: puzzly adventure game.
0: Yeah, it's it's know. very Metroid very Metroid huh. style. Yeah, you you need to upgrade your abilities by eating more guys and <laughs> and uh delving deeper into this lab, and then you find little parts where you can look at computer files of like the humans who found you and like get the backstory. The game like opens like immediately with you breaking out of your cage and just causing sure. havoc. Like sure. it just starts like a, like a rocket ship and uh you only get to stop and look back a couple of these times
1: throughout the game. But do you have a real like it, would you say it, it, it's something you enjoy when you play as a monster in a game? Is that I
0: do. Yeah, yeah. I do. Especially like a game like this where uh, you're pretty ridiculously powerful. Uh, like
1: things eventually okay. can kill
0: you, but you're kind of unstoppable, which is pretty <laughs> fun. Like it's a pretty fun idea to like switch out that mechanic. A yeah, little bit.
1: yeah, cool. Yeah, it's kind of uh, it's kind of the opposite of this game that we played. Right? Yeah, where you where are you, you, incredibly you, vulnerable. Well, all the time. yeah. Well, and so everyone's very vulnerable. Like the zombies feel pretty vulnerable themselves too. Yeah. Like everything seems a lot more fragile than it should.
0: Well, the weird thing about this game is that this kind of posits a world where or like people who were dead are still like up, like they can still get up and walk I've around never and they heard can of this like concept. they can bite crazy.
1: you. And Steve, then when you're dead, you're dead.
0: Oh no, no, that's the crazy thing. Okay, this game it's imagining these things, they get up from the ground okay. once they are dead they will bite you and they will give you whatever deadness disease. So you're they saying
1: have. I stab you right now. Yeah. yeah. You die. Ow! And I usually, I would say, okay, now Steve's dead. I mm-hmm. now the podcast belongs to me.
0: Not in this uh, world. <laughs> no, not, not in this world. You get back up. <laughs> Unless he stabbed me right in the head. In oh, which okay. Case, you know, that, yeah, that's I'm, how um, it prevents
1: um, you from getting back. That's
0: up. it. That's it. So it's a pretty
1: wild concept. It's, it um, sounds crazy. It,
0: how come no one else has done this before? I don't think anybody has yet, you know, and I think it's, I feel like this on. could
1: be like a real gold mine of like this unique concept of some kind of like, <laughs> I don't know, like non-dead or like undead. D- Something like D- D-Dead.
0: D-Dead. Yeah, I like that. I like yeah. that. It'll be called D-Dead. Um, yes, let's talk about the Walking Dead. Uh man, this this thing is. I don't I, I'm curious what the legacy of The Walking Dead is because I'm wondering if it, it kind of hit around the same time as Game of Thrones. I think it's gonna be the
1: same as the legacy of Game of Thrones. Yeah, because
0: Game of Thrones was this massive, like culture defining like thing for like we a decade as a
1: culture will be embarrassed that we were so into it yeah we, like. we
0: we kind of all collectively shrugged the moment it was over and now it's like game of thrones is just out of our heads and i almost wonder that walking dead is going to be the same way uh that I the mean, show's I think still the going. shrug has already
1: happened yeah you people know I mean? have kind of like, stopped
0: tuning game in game of thrones
1: just didn't run as long right
0: so. yeah yeah people be- 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 walking dead got to peter out while uh game of thrones kind of went out in flames yeah but dragon uh, flames Dragonflames, big loud Dragon Flames. Um, so let's talk a little bit about The Walking Dead. This was uh, it started as a comic book series written by Robert Kirkman and illustrated by Tony Moore and Charlie Adlard who took over after the first 6 issues.
1: Now when did when was it first published?
0: This was published by Image it, Comics. Is
1: this pre or post Prince Valiant?
0: Ah, uh, this is uh, let's see, two thousand three post. Okay, post. so directly influenced. Yeah, I think yeah you about could say. seventy
1: years post.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, exactly.
1: I okay. mean, in some ways, directly influenced, and in like in the sense that it is a very much like old serial based. But I, I mean, guess, it's, yeah,
0: it's it, very, very serialized. Yeah, I, you could almost was, see this running a panel at a time, like in your uh, daily comic. Yeah, if you your had your like a very adult or comics page where <laughs> yeah. a bunch
1: of violent comics next to Shylock Fox. And <laughs> yeah, they just run <laughs> like, the scene. Help Jeffy get home and stab the Walking Dead right in his head. Here's
0: <laughs> this panel of a baby being shot with a shotgun. Yeah. And uh, let's put it under, you know, alley oop, you yeah. know, or it's, something like that.
1: I feel like zombies in some ways have had. The staying power that superheroes have had, in the sense that they've gone through waves where everybody's like, "Oh, we're done with that. Yeah, it's we're sick over." Zombies. And even in like 2002, oh wait, is that when it started? You said
0: 2003. We we were kind of in this in like this new wave of zombies okay, because you're right, 28 days later, it just happened in 2002, which was kind of this big like critical and commercial success. Okay, yeah, and you're
1: right. That would have been the zo- the zombie assance.
0: Yeah, but yeah, then that I was feel our like.
1: It was this. When did the show start?
0: The show started in 2010.
1: Okay, see, by uh, then I felt like the wave had passed, and like once they like I I personally had was pretty sick of zombies by then because there had been somewhere everywhere from like 2003 to 2008, and then 2010 we're like, oh, are we still doing this? Uh, but apparently we were because yeah, they yeah, we came still rolling it. in. So anyway, sorry. Well, the co- yeah, and it felt the like comic. the
0: the big innovation in zombies at the time, the big thing that 28 Days Later did was like zombies are fast now.
1: Right. You right, know, right, so right. then they
0: made Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead with the fast zombies, and now it became kind of a thing. You know, it's like, do you like your fast zombies? Do you like your <laughs> slow zombies? Walking Dead likes their slow zombies. Okay, but, uh, more
1: traditional style.
0: Yeah, so the comic ran for a rather astonishing 193 issues. That's enough to fill 32 trade paperbacks if you're collecting at home.
1: You could fill up an uh, entire bookshelf with Walking Dead.
0: I definitely have. Like, uh, for, I don't have them anymore, but I... Uh, I, ha- I was collecting them like years ago when they were first popular and then a girlfriend borrowed them and broke up with me and I never got those back. Uh, and then I didn't want to rebuy them again so I just started at like volume 12 where I left off. I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to remember sure. what happened. Sure. And then I-, I went with that for a while but by the time I got to volume 22 or something, I'm like, all right, I don't think this thing's gonna end. Like yeah. uh, maybe I'll just wait until gonna, it they're ends They're gonna
1: shonen and jump this. Yeah, it's <laughs> <one> gonna, <piece. laughs>
0: It's just gonna keep going at Eternum forever. And it was almost kind of a surprise when uh, Robert Kirkman announced it was gonna be ending in 2019. And it, it did it is it has been over for two I, years now.
1: I mean, it's a story, like it's a smart story in the sense that it doesn't really need to end because it's just like you're following these characters who just kind of hang out. There's no like overarching plot of, Oh, we need to like just kill this virus, this co- evil corporation that has unleashed this virus. And then like, we will reverse it and return the world to normal. No, it's a, it's a, just, it's like, a how damage, we live. It's
0: a, how we live. Yeah. Now the
1: damage thing. has been done. Like there's no, the earth is not going back to how it was. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, how, how long can you, these people survive?
0: Yeah. In theory, you could keep this kind of going forever. Uh, You know, and from this very humble uh, monthly comic book origins, I think Walking Dead has become like a legitimate empire. Like, I think you can actually call it an empire, you know, true. three different TV shows on the air right now.
1: There's three different TV shows? They they have, uh,
0: yeah, regular uh, OG Walking Dead, which is going to be going into its final season this August. We have Fear the Walking Dead, which is like six or seven seasons in, and then they just started a new one called The World Beyond. And now why are these different? So, Fear the Walking Dead is. uh, It takes place closer to the beginning of the outbreak, and it's on the West Coast instead of in Georgia, where most of the original series takes place. And then, The World Beyond is. It takes place in the future, and it's about like teenagers who've grown up in the pandemic oh, like sure. it's and it's they go people... to like
1: high school and they have like prom problems and like they get into <coughs> drugs yeah, and kind of it's, kinda.
0: Like, it's uh, yeah it's i like have a... saved by the bell but with uh
1: with I, I imagine
0: so yeah they've got a zach morris who does a freeze frame every once yeah, in a while exactly which makes it very easy to kill zombies yep. <laughs> that'd be a cool trick actually <laughs> it's freeze ah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I I haven't seen the newest one. It just started not too long ago, but yeah, Kirkman, he st- spun off his own company called Skybound, uh, off of this l- label and they run the games. Now they run oh, the yeah, shows now. Games he,
1: too.
0: Yeah. So they they're kind of doing a little bit of everything. So yeah, the original television adaptation of the walking dead debuted in AMC in 2010. And the series was created by Shawshank Redemption director, Frank Darabont and the producer of Terminator, Gail Ann Hurd and both of them would depart after the first 6 episodes because for some reason this was probably the point when AMC had the most cachet right right because they had they had the triple threat of breaking bad mad men and the walking wow, dead yeah. like three the three biggest most acclaimed shows on television but the producers at AMC were slashing budgets to the bone for everything that wasn't mad men oh, so sure. even walking dead you'll notice like between season 1 and season 2 season one is like kind of this expansive thing, like it's a little six episode thing. Every episode looks kind of like a little movie. Okay. And then season two takes place almost entirely on, in a barn, like in one location, the whole season, the whole season is kind of just on this one guy's farm. So you can see already the, the budget is being cut. And I think, they either couldn't afford Frank Darabont anymore, or he didn't want to deal with their notes, or like he couldn't really deal with the schedule.
1: That's uh. So a f- couple couple random aside. So Frank Darabont, he's you he said he was the director of Shawshank Redemption. Uh huh. Yeah. Would you say that Shawshank Redemption is the movie that is most beloved that nobody knows who directed it?
0: That's but... a pretty good point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Yeah, it's <laughs> consistently like number one or number two on the IMDb rankings. And I feel like most people wouldn't know the name Frank Darabont. Because he's Uh, not like a super...
1: No. Well,
0: and plus he did... Like, he did four films and three of them are Stephen King adaptations. Yeah. So, like, I think he kind of just became the Stephen King guy.
1: It's also just a weird, I don't know. This is something that I've thought about, been more attuned to as I've listened to more movie podcasts. But just certainly the way that budget so clearly influences and interacts with story. Yeah. And it's almost like budget is the first thing that's established. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, how, do we, how can we bend the story to fit this budget? Right. Because if I had just watched that on TV, I'd be like, why are they in this barn the whole time? This is boring what were they thinking yeah yeah and then yeah and when you say oh it's like you start with a less budget and it's like okay i guess this makes sense
0: right but- and they had to kind of you know they, they famously the walking dead is very I, I wouldn't even say they're not shy i would say they're eager and cavalier about killing off their characters right. like this is again around the same time game of thrones happened you know and so this was the era of like all your favorites are going to die <laughs> like sure. Very sad, don't get too attached to any character on these shows because they will die suddenly and for no reason. Yeah. Uh, and this, the Walking like Dead a, this really is like is chi- like event
1: television of like, hey, did you see the last week's episode of Walking Dead? Yeah. And yeah, the first the first couple seasons of this show ran hot.
0: They were uh by season five, this was the number one show on television, not wow. just on cable, on television. The number two show on television was The Talking Dead, the recap wow. show hosted by Chris Hardwick that came right after. So okay. These were a huge deal, and the season five premiere still holds the record as the most viewed uh, episode of anything on basic cable history. Okay. So, wow. And that's one of the episodes. Like they're they were paying off. I believe that's the one where they're paying off a cliffhanger from the summer where. They introduced Negan, who sure. like, becomes the kind of breakout this character, is the, the latter the half. the baseball,
1: the barbed wire baseball bat guy.
0: Right. And this was the episode they were teasing that like someone, some main character was going to die. It
1: was Maud Flanders. And
0: then they killed two of them, like in a really horrible way, like yeah. right at the
1: beginning of the season. So, but and this was all, I feel like that was simultaneously the point that had the most interest in the series, but also the point where people were like, yeah, maybe we've had enough of this.
0: And okay. This like, won't even be spoilers. This is seven years ago. This was the episode where they killed Glenn, Stephen Yeun's character.
1: Oh, uh, spoiler alert.
0: Yeah, yeah. He was my favorite. Seven, he was, well, that's the thing. He was everybody's favorite. Oh, okay. he, he was, was like he was like the beloved character. On the, he was kind of like the heart of the show. And they kill him in a way that's consistent with the comic book, which is just ghastly and horrible. Like, it's so outsized horrible for such a beloved character. Okay that this is the moment I stopped watching. Right, because
1: you just felt gross.
0: I felt gross. I'm like, why do I, like, I was excited to watch this, and then he just killed, like, they just killed two characters that I liked a lot, like, in a really horrible way for kind of no reason. And now Negan, from what I understand, is kind of like the protagonist of the show. Weird. Like, he's one of the hero characters, and they're talking about giving him his own spinoff, which is crazy to me. I don't know. I don't know what's changed in those seven (laughs) seasons, but something's gone weird. Either way, this was a massive, massive show. Uh, it, even now, like it's it's in its it's ending up. It's tenth season. It's kind of in decline, but it's still pretty damn popular. And uh, yeah, like we said, we have two other spinoffs out there, and of course, uh, there's a whole series of video games as right. well. Now, uh, I think when you th- when you think of Walking Dead video games, I think most people their thoughts will first go to the Telltale game.
1: Well, cuz that was I believe the first Walking Dead
0: game. I believe so. Yeah, and it was the first Walking Dead. And it's
1: certainly the one that had the most impact.
0: Yeah, so like if you've never played a Telltale game, people listening out there, it's kind of like trying to revive the adventure genre, but it's actually
1: kind of they're much more rudimentary than that. It's really yeah, kind of it's like it's dialogue trees. It's like you found a walkie-talkie with no batteries. Do you want to use batteries on walkie-talkie? You should and do it. Like, oh, great. I solved the puzzle.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're, they're, they're much more narrative experiences than like They're like mora- morality
1: plays where it's like everything, people, especially Walking Dead, they put you in these sort of difficult moral situations and you have to make a choice and that sort of slightly affects the narrative as it yeah. goes on.
0: But this this first season, the Telltale did. They were releasing these episodically, like I think once a month or once every other month. You right. would get like a part of the chapter, and there was five little episodes per season. Uh, and this first season was really a pretty remarkable piece of like,
1: yes, yeah, like telling. art. Like I, I think like, like that, it really was. No that that goes down as one of really the all time great games ever. Yeah, that yeah. season one of Walking Dead just because I it, I don't it, care about Walking Dead, but I played that I played that game. It, it's so emotionally resonant. I, That's I cried thing. at the end of that game.
0: Right. Basically. And it's not many games that can like get that emotional effect and out it, of you, but it, you really do come to care about these characters. It was
1: such like a smart fusion of... Because uh, to me, the appeal... Again, I haven't seen the show, but yeah. to me, the, the appeal and the vibe I get from The Walking Dead is that it's not necessarily about these zombies. They're kind of just like play setting of this is the world we live in. It's about how these characters interact and how they sort of work things out in this world that's devoid of resources.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, And the game did set—the Telltale game did such a good job of being like, hey, we're putting you in charge of making these incredibly hard choices um, in a way that, like, no other game had ever done that felt like they mattered. Like, when you play, like, old RPGs and the person's like, hey, should we go back and rescue this person? And you're like, no. And they're like, we really should go back and rescue them. Yeah. yeah, and you're yeah Like, yeah. no. And they're like, I think we should go back. Let's go back. And then yeah. the game just makes you go back. It's right, like right, right. Walking dead, like you could leave them. You yeah. could leave them. And then that would affect things later on. And you would feel sad.
0: Yeah, know. yeah. It it weighed, you know, and the it was yeah. always fun at the end of every episode, they would show like your answers and how they ranked versus everyone else's answers. Like, you know, it's it's not really an online mode, but right. it's it's Aggregating that data for you, so you can kind of see how everyone chose, and that you can that there are alternate paths. And I don't know, it's it's just a really good game. Yeah, um, and
1: it was totally a different. It's totally a different way to approach a zombie game. Yeah. Um, because you know, zombie games are certainly not uncommon. Right. Um, but they're almost always like, fat, same twenty. Are you fighting fast zombies or slow zombies? Yeah. And what What gun are you going to use to shoot them in the head?
0: That's kind of it. And this is. uh None of the people in this game are like super warriors or anything. They're just right. like it's a it's an ex convict and a little girl, you know, and they're they're just trying to make their way. So definitely check those out. There were uh, there were a few seasons. I mean, they had of a this. big
1: they had a big cultural moment. I would be they surprised did. if you you were not aware of you hadn't played them.
0: But. Yeah, I would ho- I would hope so because we we got a little spin off side story called Four Hundred Days. We got uh, a little side series based on the character Michonne, who plays uh, played by Danny Guerrara on the show, uh, and. We had three other seasons of The Walking Something, Dead.
1: Some th- of the Telltale game. Of the I know, Telltale I know, Walking Dead. Hey, I stopped after season we two. We know we aren't talking about the game that we actually played today. But We're getting We promise to. there's a reason why. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I th- the, those Telltale games had like a sad ending of like they couldn't, like uh, I mean, aside from the story itself, but I mean like, like Telltale, Telltale ended up closing in sort of, couldn't quite finish the series the way they wanted. Right. I think a couple employees kind of pumped out the last few episodes. Basically, that's what um, happened.
0: Yeah, they, they kind of shifted all their resources to just finishing out the final I'm season. Which I'm glad that
1: they made that choice. Yeah,
0: but, but we'll we'll get into that, because we actually do get to talk about um, Telltale on this show oh, for neat. a later
1: episode. Yeah, so What, what do we get to play from them?
0: Uh, Minecraft it? Story Mode. Oh, damn it. Yeah.
1: Just, <laughs> I was excited <laughs> for ones. a second. No, because like... <laughs>
0: The best I one you're gonna
1: say like Sam and Max or something. Oh, see that'd be
0: great too. Yeah. The best one would be either Walking Dead or Borderlands. The Tales from the Borderlands is a really fun
1: game. I like their Strong Bad game, but that's the Strong Bad game is fun too. Strong Bad sucker.
0: Um, but yes, there would be a few other uh, Walking Dead games out there. There's uh, one called Overkills: The Walking Dead, which is a first-person shooter uh, on the PC from the creators of Payday, which is a series okay. I've never played before. Uh, there's Saints and Sinners, which I've been playing lately. It's a VR game for the Oculus that's ne- uh, quite fun. That's quite fun. It, Definitely, kind of a motion sick game uh, if mm. you're not used to like moving around in first person. In a do in you a, do you actually walk
1: in it? You like actually you, walk. Okay. It's it's
0: not like Alex style where it's like frames. Yeah,
1: for, for for people who haven't played VR, like this is sort of the struggle that VR games have, have encountered is when you actually hold the contr- the controller like your stick and walk forward, you get very at least I get very motion sick because your brain perceives you as moving, but you're not physically moving. Right. So a lot of these VR games. Um, Like Half-Life Alex, you basically point to an area using like a cursor and then it just flashes you there, Mm. um, which is definitely much more comfortable. It also takes out some elements of gameplay. Sure. There were parts of Half-Life Alex that were a lot less scary because I could essentially like there's all these creepy things going on in the hallway and I'm just like teleport through the hallway very quick. Don't look, don't look, don't don't look, look, don't look. Yeah, exactly.
0: Just go, 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 go. Yeah. Uh, So other than that, there was also a game called Road to Survival, which is a very popular mobile game set in the universe. Okay. And additionally, characters have shown up in other online favorites like Brawlhalla, Fortnite, and Negan is now a playable character in Tekken 7, which I did not realize. Okay. Yeah, didn't know there was a Tekken 7. Didn't know (laughs) Negan was a character. (laughs) We're not big Tekken heads here. Again, uh, don't really get the appeal of Negan as like this breakout character because he's basically just a big hulking sadist. I get people like Jeffrey Dean Morgan. That's cool. Yeah, I've got no beef with him, but yeah. Um, gross character to me. Anyway, speaking of gross, let's talk about this game. <laughs> yeah,
1: nice transition.
0: Thank you. I'm good at these. Uh, the Walking Dead Survival Instinct was released March 19, 2013. It was developed by Terminal Reality and published by Activision, and it was also released on Windows, PS3, and 360. So
1: have we played four Activision games in a row? Turbo wasn't one. Oh, okay. okay. But we've,
0: we've been playing... The Activision bond games on our Patreon too, patreon.com slash 64 pod. Right. Uh, so yeah, we've been kind of immersed in Activision lately. They did
1: bond, they did the hunting games mm-hmm. and yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. I think that's, I think that's it that we've covered yeah. from them so far. And then, yeah. And then the bond ones, but, uh, yeah, we've been getting a lot of Activision lately, and uh, to the degree where I'm starting to wonder like, if Activision's a good company or not, yeah, <laughs> like, well, most gonna, of the like, ones we've been playing
1: have been pretty bad. You know, as is the case with, with a long endeavor such as this podcast, my mood ebbs and flows, and I've got to tell you, I'm on a real, a real bummer right now, Steve. <laughs> We're on a bummer. We're on a bummer. I, especially because it's hit us right at the beginning,
0: where right. I'm like,
1: is this... Do Wii U games just suck? Like because <laughs> this could be
0: the dis- this could be the discovery. Like the guest we have. game we
1: have played is Shovel Knight, which is a very good game. But yeah. like I already knew Shovel Knight was a good game. And like we have just boy, like I think we're just getting some
0: unlucky draws in the randomness of this because uh yeah, I I agree that the games we've been encountering so far have have each been uh disappointing in their own wonderful
1: they, ways yeah very wonderful they just have felt like they've had very little to offer
0: yeah but yeah th- this, game this like one
1: has this one neat, has more neat, going on than turbo this has neat idea oh yeah yeah <laughs> um this game has neat ideas at least like a couple of I them so, but yeah. like the actual playing of the game is no funzos
0: no no Maybe not really uh, let's talk about terminal reality. First yeah. time we've encountered this company, they were founded in Texas in 1994 and they actually don't wow. release games all that often, but they've managed to stay around this long because they produce a lot of proprietary, like game engine technology. Like uh, the infernal engine is theirs. Evo it. engine is theirs. Uh, but they do have a couple of noteworthy games under their belts. Uh, I would say they first came to prominence with, uh, the game blood rain, in two thousand two, oh, sure. sexy vampire lady fights Nazis. Yep. Always fun.
1: V- Which, a game that very surprisingly what are there two? I think there's only two of those.
0: There's yeah, there's two two games and then they were both and then remade. Two movies. Three movies. Oh yeah, my gosh. All directed by Uwe Boll. There's uh three
1: Blood Rain movies. That's crazy.
0: Yeah, and they're all it's like uh it's like an Atlas Shrugged thing where it's a different actress playing Blood Rain every time. Okay. The first movie's kind of bizarre because Ben Kingsley's in it. Right. And that's the first time I kind of realized, like, oh man, Ben Kingsley will just Kind of do anything for sure. money.
1: I mean, that's the, I think that's like a stereotype of like British acclaimed British actors is they're in a lot of garbage. Cause you, yeah, you, you, you write some shitty script and you're like, boy, this does not read well. And you're like, I know. Let's get someone with like a classy British voice to come like, someone who's the, just gonna
0: show up and kill it no matter what yeah, you do. Yeah. And you're them. like, yeah.
1: wow, you, you hear this and you're like, wow, this must be real important. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It has real gravitas with Brent. Ben I, I want to
0: try and find the movie. There's some movie that Ben Kingsley made where like, he appears in five minutes of the movie, and he's he he's only shooting on like the roof of his apartment building oh, or something. Nice, nice. And they just keep spreading that out throughout this like shitty action movie, where like he's the bad guy issuing demands from his roof. Nice.
1: So okay. it's, <laughs> that, it's pretty that, good. That's a real sell when you're reaching for someone. He's like, "Do I need to leave my apartment building?" Yes. Uh, well, how about you get on the roof? <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> Uh, for Terminal Reality, the only other noteworthy game of theirs that I'd really want to shout out would be Ghostbusters the Game, uh, which kind of impressively serves as a sequel to Ghostbusters 2 and brings back the original cast mm-hmm. uh, back before Harold Ramis died. So we we got one last Ghostbusters with the original. Now crew. I
1: forgot. Is there gonna be there's gonna be another Ghostbusters, right?
0: Yeah, there's the the movie that was supposed to come out last year and then something happened. I don't know what. Um, some movies got moved around.
1: So it's done. It's movie. done. Oh okay, yeah. It, okay.
0: It's, it's, uh, I think they gave it a new date. I think it's coming out like in June or something like okay. that now, but, uh, I don't know too much about that one. It's like teen Ghostbusters or something.
1: Oh, so the original guys aren't involved.
0: No, or- no, I don't okay. think so. I, if, if I remember the trailer that I saw a year ago, <laughs> Sure. Yeah. it's that kid from stranger things. It's like the grandson of Egon. Okay. And that's all I know. Sure. And Paul Rudd's in there somewhere. Uh, yeah, so that's terminal reality. Um, so this game had kind of a weird promotional time with the show because the, for an eight week stretch, AMC would air commercials with code words that you could enter okay. into the game. And then like, if you won this contest, like you can scan your picture into the game as a dead body or like EA huh. or the Activision would put you in the game as a dead body, like with a patch.
1: Okay. Uh, I mean, that's a pretty... Lame prize. Pretty like, lame. Because there are a lot of dead bodies in this game. And they don't look like anything. Yeah. Um yeah. But I, w- I like that premise is fun of whenever they sort of integrate um, codes and contests into sort of real world or other media. It reminds yeah. me of like the so- sword quest contest. It's it, That would be kind of an w- interesting uh, thing to go in depth on is like video game contests. Yeah. um, Because there was like a weird one for the game Advent Rising, which no one really liked, where like right. you could play it. Like, it was promoted on the box itself. It's like, if you played it and, I don't know, beat the game in some amount of time or something, you could submit for, like, this million-dollar prize. I don't... know, Oh, yeah. But I don't even remember if, like... That game was such a bust. I don't remember if, like, anyone ever got money. That or, was like...
0: Was that the Orson Scott card sci-fi game yeah. or something? Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, Yeah, and then there was, like, a sword... I remember those Sword Quest games for Atari had some big integrated contest in them. They made, like,
0: uh, an actual bejeweled sword like a real sword that you could win from that and then nobody won it and no one knows where that sword is or, wow. if, it, or if it ever existed in that's in life your next all.
1: uh that's your next hulu documentary like forget about WeWork or bitcoin like, yeah it's a documentary about the sword quest contest.
0: where the hell is that sword yeah. i want to know um yeah so you i don't could know. call it
1: sword quest quest
0: oh i like that yeah <laughs> There was a comic book. Bu- I'm going way off topic this issue, this episode, but there <laughs> yeah, was a, there okay. were, there was a comic. <laughs> this book. game
1: sucks, people. For for a
0: while, Atari was doing like uh, little short runs of comic books based on their old properties, and there was a Sword Quest comic book, and it was about that. It wasn't about like it wasn't set in the world of Sword Quest. It was set with Atari fans trying to find this. Oh, okay. And mm. it was it, I don't know. They in that one, there's like a conspiracy and there's like bad guys and stuff like that. So I don't know. Fun idea. All right, so this game is uh, this is based directly off the show, so not right. the, the, not the comic book. Telltale Games is
1: based on the comic book.
0: Yeah, Telltale Games is based on the comic book, and this one's labeled on the box, AMC's The Walking Dead. Okay. And uh, we know that because this is focusing entirely on Daryl Dixon, played by Norman Reedus, who is uh, not in the comic books at all. No. Uh, he was created for the show.
1: I re- became aware of Norman Reedus because Kojima seemed to be a big fan of him. Yeah. Is... Was he a famous actor in any regards before this, or was this his sort of breakout role?
0: He'd been around. I think his biggest thing before this, I mean, well, he, he was he was like a model in the nineties. And he then He was a model? He was a model. He's, he's a
1: weird-looking guy. He's a
0: weird-looking guy, but he was very like skinny and gaunt looking, and heroin chic was kind of the thing in the nineties. Okay. Uh so he would pop up in little supporting roles, playing like greasy guys every once in a while uh boondock saints was his big breakout I think. oh sure uh, a movie he's...
1: that all college kids love and have posters of god i hate that movie
0: so much. <laughs> uh yeah but i think this was definitely the thing that kind of tipped him like he was far and away the breakout character of this new show okay. and he was introduced kind of as a side character he wasn't meant to be one of the original main cast but he caught on so quickly that he is now like, The ostensible lead of the show, I think. I yeah, think his character is one, of, of, the he's one of the few characters
1: who's still lived, around, lived, lived through the whole show. Yeah, there's yeah. like
0: three of them that are okay. still alive from the beginning. Um, so yeah, he he was kind of this big breakout character, and uh, so they wanted to build the game around him, which is you know, I I don't sure. begrudge them that. And and yeah, like we said, Reedus is like Kojima's boy, you know, he likes game stuff. He was gonna be the lead in the Guillermo del Toro, um, Silent Hill game that PT. Like, we know it as oh, PT, yeah. but it was going to be that eventually. Got it. Uh, yeah, and so he's like a video game guy, and you would not tell from this, where he shows up, <laughs> seems to be doing a bad impression of himself from yeah. the show yeah. that he's been playing for three years, and, uh, yeah, just really doesn't put a lot into it. It's, uh, a,
1: I mean, it's kind of like we were where we've been playing these Bond games for our Patreon. Um, yeah. And I'm we'll bring that up. But um, it's Everything or Nothing, the Bond game that was sort of one of the... Most successful one to be in third person. Mm-hmm. Um, you're like, oh, this license means a lot more when you're actually looking at Pierce Brosnan's mug. His, you know, it's sort of and like just those cutscenes that show him. Like it goes a big distance. Whereas like in a first person game like this, it, it's just like why even pay? Like his personality does not come through. In yeah, meaningful
0: way. You don't even really see his face all that often. You just
1: <laughs> except in like the minute long load screens that pop yes. by with tips. <laughs> I God, mean, it, this game has long fucking load times. Like Even, a, even the cover of this uh, game is, like, his back. Yeah. Like, you're, you're getting a, the
0: Springsteen view of him. I mean,
1: yeah. yeah I, like, we got to... So, like, the load times for this game is, like, as you go from level to level, they'll sort of be this translucent map, like, the uh, <laughs> that, that great trope in movies where they, like, will have the map and then, like, draw a line from point A to point B as, yeah. like, the car is driving or Indiana along.
0: Jones thing, yeah, yeah, and the
1: characters are talking and they're just talking about some boring shit. But, like... Then, like, they talk for, like, a minute, and you're like, oh, they're sort of masking the load time. And then, like, 30 more seconds go by before you can actually play the next level.
0: It's really, like, what, okay, a standard load time is probably 10, 15 seconds, something like yeah, that, I mean, for, like, deb- like that's what, like I would say a 30 second load time. is like a long load.
1: Yes, time. Like it's yes. taking a long time. Uh, this totally. is at least 60 seconds every time. Yeah. It's crazy. And even, even when you die, yeah. which you will do like a smart game would program it in such a way that like most of the information is loaded at the beginning. So when you die, um, like you restart pretty quickly, but like here you die. And again, it's pr- at least a 30 second load time between deaths. Yeah. We, in yeah it's no funzos um
0: well and the story of this was the part of the appeal of this is like okay we've got daryl who's like this really popular character mm-hmm. and we're gonna show his backstory we're gonna show okay. how he got to be amongst this group of survivors Good at the idea. beginning of the show yeah cool idea because we don't actually know this we know he's got a brother named merle he's played by uh, michael rooker uh mary poppins himself <laughs> uh who uh is is a, a lot of fun playing and Angry would you believe he's playing an angry scary guy? I would believe this. Yeah. Yeah. It turns out Michael Rooker, pretty good at those. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he's got his brother Merle, who's also on the show, and that's kind of all we really know about him. So the plot takes us back to uh, where they were when the outbreak happened. They were okay. out hunting. So they're like a few days behind the rest of the world. It's kind of implied. Oh, got it.
1: They're um, out going Cabela's dangerous hunts. They're
0: out going Cabela's dangerous hunting. They're going big game hunting pro hunts. <laughs> uh, and Daryl's father, who you are inhabiting for like the first 30 seconds of the sure. game, he gets overwhelmed with zombies and killed. Uh, and Daryl and his friend Jess escape. But Jess has a big old bite mark on his arm. And if you remember the little clue I dropped earlier about what happens to people <laughs> who get bitted by these zombie guys. Yeah. Yeah, it's a a problem. It's a problem. So that's a ticking clock. Uh, But really, other than that, it's like they're just trying to go find Merle. And so it's just going from one town to the next, gathering supplies, getting enough fuel so that you can get to the next place until you can find Merle. So it's not a very propulsive plot.
1: Well, that's I mean, that's the issue in a lot of time. If I say, okay, what makes The Walking Dead interesting to me, at least based on the Telltale games, is how these characters interact over stressful situations. Yes. And like sort of the push and pulls of risks versus leaving someone there who might be infected and all these kind of
0: things and meeting people. Like some people have managed to retain some goodness through all of this and some have gone feral. Yeah.
1: But the actual dialogue and interactions in this game are super boring because you're just like the first guy you meet is this cop who like you're walking by a building and he's like, Hey, you come, come up here, come up the ladder. And you walk up the ladder and he's like, Way at the other end of the building, and you're like, "How the hell did he see me from here?" He's
0: just been shouting. Yeah. Like he he is literally across a full roof, like twenty to thirty feet between the ladder and this guy. He's back is against the wall, yeah, it, and he's like whispering to you, yeah, hey, hey, "Hey,
1: you come up come here. up here." It's very weird. Um, but like the whole interaction is like, "Hey, have you found gas?" No. Uh, I would help you out, but like my my walkie-talkie needs batteries. Go find batteries. Yeah, and they're like. There's no interesting interaction between these characters.
0: No, it's like you find somebody, like, they have something you need, but you need to do something for them first, and then...
1: And then you go find a guy who, who's, like, in the gas station. He's like, hey, what are you doing out there? Yeah. I, is everything okay? And, like, you're like, yeah, and he's like, get gas. And I don't know. It's just like no, no, none of these have any sort of characterization or reason for you to care. No. They're just sort of sending you on this other series of quests.
0: Now I'll, I'll give the game some credit because uh, it does try and do something a little different, kind mm-hmm. of like it, it's, you know, it's taking the survival part of the title seriously, and it's like that's that's being incorporated into this. So mostly it's a first-person game, but you have to do these kind of survival elements. But it wants you to gather fuel, gather ammo, gather food, and then you can use that food to trade with other people that you meet along the road. Uh, you can find people and add them to your party. And then right. you can kind of send them off to do things while you're doing your thing. Uh And there's like a risk and reward there of like, they could not come back and, and you could lose the weapons and items that they had.
1: The, the problem with this, like these are neat ideas and they make sense from like, we're trying to, to sort of get into the heart of what walking dead is about in some ways, which is like, how are you going to spend your time? Like right. if it, most efficiently use your time and what resources are you going to prioritize? But from a mechanic standpoint, it doesn't make sense because they're like, oh, there's a 30% chance of success of your friend going out and getting ammo. But like, you don't know what it means if he succeeds or fails. Like, this is the kind of mechanic that works very well in like a roguelite or a game where you're sort of constantly like replaying the same sections because then you can balance sort of risk versus reward because you understand how all these mechanics work. Or,
0: or it works by making it more anonymous. Like I'm thinking of, I've just been playing Metal Gear Solid Five, and it has that component. Or like XCOM, like lets you do the same thing, where you get to send people out on like little. That's a good point.
1: but since they're just kind of like generic recruits, you're not. You're like, okay, if I lose them, I'm willing to take that risk. But here, you're like, does this person matter for the story? Like, it's just not really clear what any of this stuff means.
0: But also, like, knowing the show and knowing that none of these characters are
1: in the show other than Daryl Mm. and Merle, it's like there's
0: also no reason to get invested in any of them. Sure. Whatever happens, they're not going to be sticking around beyond the end of this game. Right. Uh,
1: But, uh, like, regardless of all this stuff that's happening, this is kind of just done via an option menu at the beginning of the level. Yeah. Where you talk to your sort of squad members and decide either to leave them in the car or send them along or, like, have them go out and find ammo and then you'll like leave certain equipment or inventory in the car as well. And that's another thing where it's like, I don't really know why I'm doing this. It's yeah. like you have the ability to carry an ungodly amount of inventory. yeah. Um, and it's like, yeah, it's I don't know. It, it, it doesn't really affect the game that much because regardless of the choices you make here, you're still going out and playing the same game which is unfortunately where things fall apart. That's where things fall
0: apart because, all right, like this all sounds good on paper and you have these little hub things in between where you can manage inventory, all that. But like the levels themselves are pretty rote. It's just like your mission is always to find gas, like find enough gas to get moving. And usually to do that, you just need to like, Make your way through the. All right, you have very limited ammo in this game too. Like, this which is, is a game how which it should is, be. Which is how it should be. It's a survival horror kind of thing. You should be limited on ammo. But your melee weapons are no fun to use at all. Yeah. Like, that's that's a major problem. You get this big old knife, and it's just like, you can either like shove the zombie with a little tap of the R button, or you can like stab them with ZR. But like the shove. Does nothing. Like it's just kind of a little punch to the face, and right. they'll maybe walk back a step, but they'll still get you if they attack. Um, and then the the standard like weapon slash, you can either tap it or hold it for a stronger attack, but it still takes so long. Yeah, and if you get swarmed by a zombie, so this this is, this you, is like the main
1: yeah. mechanic of this game. It's called like the grapple, the grapple mechanic. Right, this game has a. This game doesn't have the right amount of zombies in it. Like that, It's either way
0: too much or way too few. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. They'll sort of just be a lone zombie that you'll just sneak up behind and stab, and it's no problem. But then you'll go out to this courtyard, and it's just surrounded by zombies, and you you there's no way you can fight through them, so you have to do this sort of either bad stealth mechanic or just sprint by them. Anyway, so you sprint by them, and then they'll just sort of surround you, and what will happen when a zombie grabs you is like, you know, they're kind of shaking you around and the camera gets into this um, even more zoomed in mode and your crosshair like starts going wild um, and you have to push it right onto their heads.
0: See, but I was confused by this because I yeah. was pushing it in the right direction, but it, it still wasn't lying. You seem to get yeah, what were you doing? I don't, like, I, I
1: don't know. Like. I don't know why you were having trouble with it, but not that I not that I was able to sort of crack the code. In some ways it just feels kind of random. Like yeah. the zombies will shake you and your crosshair will just shake sort of in accordance with that. Right. Which is which is just frustrating. Cause literally the mechanic is like fight against the control to do it what you want it to do. Right. Right. And then again, cause there's so many so anyway, once you line it up with our head, you'll press Z R and like jam the knife into them. Mm-hmm. Um, also very quick tangent. One thing that the Wii U started that I do not like is the name ZR and ZL.
0: The Switch my, does it too. I bra- hate Right. It. Yeah. My brain
1: does not click on what those buttons mean.
0: No. Um, yeah. Not immediately.
1: No. And so anyway, uh, cause to me, those buttons are in such a more natural position than the ones that are actually on top. Like, the triggers feel much more natural as L and R yeah. than the actual L and R buttons. And so if if nothing else, I wish they were switched. The That's names. why I,
0: I, I like the Xbox designation of bumpers. Yeah, I like bumpers. Yeah, totally triggers and bumpers. Sense. That makes more
1: sense to me. Anyway um so but you'll get like these six zombies around and you have to play this mini game like six times yeah and you usually then die on the last zombie and wait that 30 seconds for the game to reload yeah it's just like none of the mechanics are satisfying in any way like they have stealth where you can get like pick up a glass bottle and throw it to the other side of the zombie so you can run past them but that doesn't seem to work very well and again there's so many zombies that you'll like run past a little crowd and then just find this other crowd
0: and again, you mentioned, like, you were looking up while we were playing, that, like, when your character runs for too long, uh, you start to sweat. Like, sweat will start coming which down the front of the screen. It's
1: super weird. Because it looks weird. The, the sweat comes down, like, every corner of the screen, <laughs> which implies that your head takes up the entirety <laughs> of your, like... 52 inch TV. Like your character just has this gigantic rectangular, Hey Arnold type you're head. Just,
0: you're just one of the robot princes from Saga. Like yeah. You just have a yeah, giant television exactly. head and you're like a redneck. Uh, but yeah, the, the idea is that like the more you run, the more you sweat, the more zombies can smell you and they'll go after you more. But like, which again, a cool idea in theory, but. The only time I was ever running was when they were already after me. So I don't really know how well it was working. It feels like
1: the solution to this game is kind of just to exploit the AI until zombies get hung up on scenery or something like that. It just becomes more than you can ever fight through. And the thing that's also hard is like it'll just give you these vague instructions like get back to your truck or go to the police station. And it's like I have no idea where these things are.
0: And to be clear, there's a, there's a compass in the game that's supposed to be, like, pointing you where you need to go. But this thing is useless. Because
1: every time you turn a direction, the compass will just totally flop another way.
0: And then, uh, like, so we got to the end of, like, the second mission. We're supposed to fill up our gas tank, and then, you know, which is which is kind of a tense sequence. Like, you have to fill the tank up to 100% while zombies are kind of surrounding you. And, you know, every time you, like, get attacked, it disrupts that. Like, kind of a tense sequence. Mm-hmm. And then you're supposed to run to your car, so, like, I, I knew the way back to my car. I was running there. I was going. But the route was so clogged with zombies. There was no you way through it. There a, was, like,
1: 30. You turned into a hallway, and there were 10 zombies right in that hallway. And the, the you're like, clearly you're going to die, but the game still has to trigger this little grapple animation of them yeah. grabbing you. And it's just, it all takes way too long and is just... I don't know, it's a bad combination of not being scary yeah. because there's so many zombies but also just being frustrating because there's so many zombies.
0: Also like I'm trying to pinpoint what the game was doing like visually because sometimes you see the character models and it looks like kind of like in the Telltale game it kind of looks like they're animating in the style of the comic
1: book. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But
0: then other times it doesn't. Hmm. Like Daryl does not look like he's drawn in that style and the game just looks like shit. Yeah, I mean like, this game is, is brown and gross. This
1: is another bad trend that I'm starting to worry about is that Wii U games I think just look bad and I think it's the combination of it being an underpowered system at the time but more that games are just not developed for it because if you yeah. say okay I'm going to develop this game for the PS3 360 like those are of sort of comparable power and then you're like okay Wii U like you just have to sort of wash out the palette and make like you just pull out resolution from the models, which right. is not like that's not I, i'm I'm not a graphic designer. I don't know that, but I know that like to make something look good, you build it from scratch to fit into what you're doing. If yeah you just take something for something else and pull out um sort of resolution until it is playable at a good frame rate like that's not going to look good. No. And that's definitely the case here.
0: And the you know from from what I've read the graphics are pretty bad on every platform okay. with this but I imagine this would be worse. And I hope this isn't a trend. I've definitely played Wii U games that look really really nice. Okay. I think we've just been drawing a lot of shitty games lately. Sure. Uh, but yeah, I I hope I hope that's not going to be a continuing trend <laughs> uh, for too much longer but yeah, also also weird, no multiplayer in this, uh, which this seems like it would be pretty well suited to, like, a co-op adventure.
1: Yes. And I don't, think, also, I don't think this needs, like, an arena shooter mode or something, but a co-op no. thing would be kind of neat.
0: Like a co-op survival thing, like, one person can go off on a mission on the gamepad and the other, like, plays on the screen. But
1: again, like, since this is a port of all these, of something that's developed for all these other systems, like... Yeah. The, your gamepad shows you your inventory, which is kind of nice, but, like, that's it. You can't play on the gamepad.
0: I've been disappointed uh, with all of the games we played so far and, like, how they've implemented the technology. Like, mm-hmm. they just haven't really tried. Like, Turbo didn't do anything. Uh right. And then the Cabela's in this game are just like, oh, look at your guns. Like... And in yeah. this game, it's functional. You know, you can you can grab your items pretty quickly if you need a good Gatorade or something to heal. <laughs> yeah, all oh, your that's ills. another thing.
1: This, is, this subscribes to the final fight method of, uh, of <laughs> find healing. food on the ground and find, yeah, find food on ground. And like your two main things are a, bo- a pouch of instant noodles, which you don't cook or anything, mm. or even seemingly remove from the pouch. No, you just eat a white wrap pouch or a. Just a sports drink, which yeah. is just it's just such a funny piece, which of video to be game fair, has the electrolytes. It, ha- it has your body what craps. plants crave. Yeah, no, it does. Um, it does. But just this notion that like you're being ripped apart and like attacked by zombies and you're like, oh, man, must get to hydration. Gatorade. I am not going to die unquenched. <laughs> <Yeah>. Damn it. <laughs> yeah it's it's pretty
0: ridiculous um but you know also accurate
1: uh so please uh
0: see your local convenience store about gatorade yeah today's episode
1: of 64 brought to you by electrolytes yeah brought to you by sports drink
0: have you had your powerade booster yeah yeah Um, yeah exactly yeah every six months it's gonna be from what i hear (laughs) um yeah so i think it it has a good co-op premise and they just don't even bother with it like we never got to a part where michael rooker actually enters the
1: game sure
0: but I mean, you could have like a Dixon Brothers like shoot down kind of game that would be pretty fun.
1: I mean, we got, you know, we just in the, the spirit of openness, we didn't get very far in this game because no. it was very frustrating. The combination of dying a lot plus a third, like dying a lot, not intrinsically bad. I like a lot of games where you die a lot, but game where you die a lot and get a 30 second load time. I am not interested in. And it's like, just not
0: a fun game to play. No, like, no. even even if it was a shorter load time, like, this is just not an There's no indication
1: game. of, like, it's very, the response is very bad of, like, oh, I know what I did wrong, so I can do better next time. Right. There's no indication of that. Your sort of only solution is, like, oh, I, I know where I was supposed to go, right. so I just know more directly where to run, but it's not like, oh, I know how the stealth works, so I'll do better.
0: Yeah. Yeah, pretty, pretty stinky, pretty stinky, stinkier than a day old D dead.
1: I, I don't know uh, if it's, I don't know if it's that stinky, Steve. I don't know. I've, I've uh, smelled a few D deads in my day.
0: Have you? Oh, okay, see, I've never gotten close enough to one. I've just kind of sure. heard. I've heard they're pretty gross.
1: Um, and like, there's another weird, weird mechanic here where you choose the route you want to take. Oh yeah, we didn't talk about that at all. where you get to enjoy more long load times, but you can take the back roads, or I guess you could take the highway, which. Brings you to the next level soonest and uses the most fuel and gives you the highest rate to break down. Or you can take the back roads where you have to. You get on like these little side levels where you scavenge things like more fuel. Like but, just like extra levels.
0: Well, but that's what I thought it was. But then, like I played a little earlier where I took a back road. Yeah. And it says like you're you're you have a lower probability of wrecking your car and a higher probability of scavenging. Accurate. I
1: don't know. Yeah. Like, when you drive you drive on the highway it's better for your car people
0: yeah yeah right. i mean i agree there are fewer scavenging opportunities on the highway yeah I no, will, we I will can agree
1: all that. agree that there's fewer scavenging yeah, look, opportunities on the it's highway. been
0: my biggest complaint i'm i'm writing my <laughs> of the w currently. yeah the
1: washington transportation authority dear <laughs> governor inslee please increase scavenging opportunities along SR 520
0: <laughs> if you could implement a loot box system uh <laughs> on every mile marker that would be great yeah uh yeah, yeah. So it, it, I did it earlier on the back roads, and like you end up in the same place. It has the same length load time. Uh, and then when we tried playing it again just now, you took the highway, which is supposed to be the highest rate of accident. <laughs> yeah. But nothing happened. You well, got to the same. But So I don't know if we just didn't draw. Again, it's just like this a, weird
1: mechanic a, of like having things that are percentage-based Yeah. With, that you would see in sort of like a strategy game or an RPG, but this is like a linear shooter. Yeah. And it's so like these things don't really make sense because you're not going to go play the first level again and maybe get... Like these mechanics make sense if you were to play through the game multiple times. But to me, the only reason that you would play this game is for the story. Yeah. Which... It does not seem interesting, but like you certainly wouldn't go play it again.
0: It is kind of interesting that we are in we're in kind of the last era of video games that we're kind of covering right now that regularly would do video game spinoffs of like movies, TV shows like that used to be a very ubiquitous thing in the PS2, PS3 era. Right. Like everything would be turned into a game, whether it should be or not. And have
1: those slowed down? Those have slowed I, down. I feel like all... my brain just naturally ignores them. Right. So. Yeah,
0: there's there's very few anymore. Like that's oh, why. Oh, interesting. Like, weirdly, like if if the Iron Man and all those movies had come out like ten years earlier, we'd be seeing a million of them.
1: That's true. I guess there was like the Avengers game, but that was like a big deal.
0: Right, and it was based off something else, like not even based on the movies. Oh, but really? Like, okay. But yeah, like we're we're kind of in that last era and I think this game is a good indication of like why that probably is. Like Terminal Reality, I've played some of their games. I don't think they're bad developers. I feel like they were rushed, which okay. is why I feel like we have some of these strategic like survival elements but they're not very well fleshed out, right. like I feel like this had to hit a deadline. Which is
1: surprising this... because usually zombies very well fleshed out.
0: Usually they've got nothing, but, nothing flesh. but flesh, and if if they don't have any, they're getting more. You know that's their whole deal.
1: I'm I'm just imagining this this very stupid joke of a basketball announcer and like a zombie just bites off a big chunk from him. And they're like nothing but flesh. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: the uh, that's the NBA Jam show yeah, or crossover. Right. Yeah, yeah. I think we should have that. All right, let's move on to our rankings here unless you have anything final to say about this one. No, I don't. It didn't it didn't
1: make me want to like tune in, tune no. into the show.
0: It has not revived my interest. I guess I didn't even really go into that, but like I was I was really into Walking Dead for a while. I gave up on the comics around the trade paperbacks like 22. I gave up on the show around season 5. Like I just don't feel invested in it anymore. Just yeah. too much overkill, you might say.
1: It, I also would say uh the world the world a few years ago the world got a little darker.
0: You and know, we're yeah. still we're
1: still climbing our way out of that, but I've had trouble engaging with uh, darker things recently.
0: Yeah, you know, and the people that I really liked on the show have broken out and they're doing their own things. Stephen Yun, first Asian American Oscar nominee, nice, amazing, very awesome. Uh, John Barenthal. good Punisher, good dude, nice.
1: Uh,
0: yeah, so that's uh, what you think.
1: Good Punisher, good dude. Good Punisher, Frank, good dude. Frank, that's what we think about Frank Castle. He's a yeah, he's a,
0: he's just a that's general. That's what he put
1: on his job resume. He's <laughs> like Punisher. <laughs> good, good <laughs> punisher
0: do you have any references yeah this guy in the podcast said i
1: punish good yeah
0: yeah uh all right so let's talk about our rankings here currently both of our top games are shovel knight both of our bottom games are turbo uh do you think this is better or worse than turbo or Uh, I I,
1: I think this is going to go I'm making another prediction that I believe this is going to go in the same spot for both of us. Okay. I think this is better than turbo, but only, uh, only a little bit.
0: I Uh, agree. I think it's just above turbo in that sense. So it's second to last on our list right now. Like
1: (laughs) it's a real place of honor.
0: Like turbo just didn't have an idea in its head and you can't, you can say that this game has some ideas and they tried like, Something clearly went awry, but they had ideas. Turbo just didn't, and they didn't even pretend Turbo to.
1: was just so, like, neither of this nor Turbo would be fun to play, but, like, Turbo was so embarrassingly unambitious. Yeah. Where, like, I wouldn't even give it the benefit of the doubt to say, oh, maybe something interesting happens later on, whereas <laughs> this game, maybe something interesting happens later on, even though I very much doubt it.
0: Yeah, and uh, I'm not going to find no, out. No. no but, uh, but anyway, that's uh, Walking Dead Survival Instinct. We have one letter from listeners this week.
1: Hooray. This... Send us more letters, people. They're yeah. much better, much better than the games that we've been playing. Ultra64podcast
0: at gmail.com if you have any letters or submitted through our Squarespace. Yes. Hey, guys, calling in with a question for you guys.
1: Wait, calling in? He's calling. Do we have a voicemail you need to play?
0: No, no, this is calling. Okay. It's, it's it, calling is done through words now. It's Perfect. called texting. It's what the kids do. Uh, have you ever had an experience with a game that you found to be therapeutic for you and made you a better person? You can interpret this in a lot of ways. Personally, examples for me include Silent Hill 2, teaching me about overcoming my fears, <laughs> and Shadow of the Colossus, teaching me that sometimes the hero can be the monster too. On the flip side, are there any games you found as traumatic or made you a worse person? For me, the collect a thong of, of Donkey Kong 64 definitely brought out some terrible OCD tendencies in me. And playing Dark Souls games has historically put me in a terribly depressing state. Yeah. Cheers from the American Midwest, and that is from Tim. Thank Thanks, you, Tim. Tim. Uh, so nice. that's a really good question. Games that you feel have made you a better person? Um the 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 only example that's kind of coming up for me is, uh, and it's not even, I don't even know that it makes, uh, makes me a better person. It just puts me in a better mood and okay. I'm better I at think, dealing with people. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Stardew Valley is, okay. is kind of the one I want to pick because it's a very, it's a game that's very gentle and kind of helps you reset. It's all about building connections and friendships in your village. And, uh, uh, I think that's a good lesson to take away from it. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: I think for me, um, Sorry, I'm harassing your dogs. No, please um, Speaking them. of being better people. Um, <laughs> she loves the, it. The game that um, I felt like helped me sort of overcome maybe a more competitive instinct that I sometimes, because I, I am at this point not a, not a competitive person, but I feel like a helpful thing for me was uh, Rock Band, mm. which aside from, like, when I got into Gar- Guitar Hero, it really helped me get excited about music and understand this, like, this huge part of culture that I never had much interest in unless it was Weird Al or the Beatles. Right. Um, those were all I was the, the, for the two years. extremes. Yeah, exactly. Um, but then finally when I got into rock band and I first started playing it, I was like, wait, everyone can play at different difficulties. Yeah. Like, and like the score doesn't really make sense. It's like, it didn't make sense to me initially. Cause I'm like, what if we want to try and get a high score and play really hard? But then like, eventually I'm like, Oh no, you just turn on no fail mode yeah. and you just have a good time. Like, it, like the scores that seem like such an essential part of Guitar Hero, like in Rock Band, they just didn't matter. And, and it's great because that
0: that that encouraged more people to play who would be like scared off it. Yeah. Like, yeah, we definitely play with a lot of people who are like newbies to that and they, they don't want to attempt yeah. the drums or they don't want to attempt the keyboard or anything because they've never tried it. Right. Yeah, yeah. So
1: that, that one went a long way for me. Um, In response to the second part of the question of things that you maybe – Found, I don't know if I've played any games that I necessarily found traumatic, but I think one that did make me a worse person, which I have that I played a lot of during a portion of my life was League of Legends. OK, um, I had I fall into a real League of Legends hold. And even though like it, I would had roommates in Seattle who we would all get together and play. And like that was a nice bonding experience. But that's the kind of game where if the game itself does not go well, you feel bad. Right. Like, because the team didn't go well, it's like you're all people are always going to yell at you. It's just it's just frustrating. It's Whenever you play a game where, like, your enjoyment of it is dependent on whether or not you win, that is not a game you should no. continue to play.
0: No, no. And, yeah, it should be yeah more about the experience of it rather than...
1: Yeah, because yeah. League of Legends, like, if the game is not going well, you're essentially playing, like an hour you're just it's a you're dying an hour long slow death of just progressively losing and your team getting frustrated and yeah it's just, it was i think that that was a nice thing when i finally stopped playing league of legends with any consistency I, uh,
0: i think mine would probably yeah now definitely i'm gonna have to say the simpsons tapped out oh yeah um uh, not because necessarily this is a trait that makes you a bad person but it kind of exacerbates a trait that i don't like about myself which yeah. is that I'm not always super smart with my money, uh, especially in a game like tapped out where you are just paying for references and like, you just kind of get bored and like want to rush things. So you buy more donuts and like, yeah. So, so
1: do you, you found yourself in a situation where you were spending money on tapped out?
0: I was spending money and then I'm like, it was pretty immediate that I'm just like, Oh, what am I even spending this money on? But at the same time, it's like, I think that's kind of an insidious thing, especially for, a game that isn't really much of a
1: game. Like, it's, it's not really a lot of... The concept of spending money to essentially, like, fast-forward gameplay... Yeah. ...is crazy. And yeah. that, that's been a thing that... I mean, that's sort of a more recent phenomenon of, like, certain types of games is they're, like, spend this amount of money and get this super-powered character or, like, you know, get this ability or something that would usually take a long time to unlock. Yeah. And it's like, well, if I this should be designed in such a way that I want to keep playing and actually unlock it. It's like you're spending money to lose out on the joy of actually accomplishing and unlocking something. Right, that's the thing. And it it,
0: it reached a point where it's just like, well, you know, obviously my Springfield needs a Hank Scorpio. Like, I mean, of I mean, course, it's, it's like, ridiculous. I'm not going
1: to argue with you. Like, factually, it does.
0: Like, you understand. It's like, Though you Hank get Scorpio
1: it. does not live in Springfield.
0: He does not. He's but, not. you know, he gets to be brought in, like, yeah. you know, from, from uh,
1: his Globo. what is it? I don't know. I don't remember where the town that they moved to. Why doesn't somebody Uh, make a town that works? uh, Somebody did. It's like Pleasant Falls. It's something
0: falls. Yeah, I I don't remember exactly. But either way, yeah, that would be my answer. Simpsons tapped out. So thank you for that question, Tim. We appreciate it. Uh, Oh, boy. What's happening next week? I I hope it's better than
1: this game, Steve.
0: You know what? I've heard that this game is a little bit better. Uh, It's called... Wait, wait, scrolling, scrolling... Super Mario 3D World?
1: Oh, this is another new concept to me. Okay. I haven't heard of this, this one. This might be like these D-Dads.
0: Apparently, it's like a, this little red guy. He runs around. He dresses like a cat. He fights, uh, fights turtles. Sounds
1: crazy. It sounds nuts. sounds, it sounds nuts. nuts. All right, we're into it. Sounds like crazy thing,
0: and and, you know I'm not. You know, yes, yes. Super Mario 3D World. It's it's one of the biggest games on the system. We're so excited to talk about it. I'm not going to spoil. Just in case, like lots of knock on wood things happen with schedules, but we do have a pretty amazing guest lined up to talk with us about Super Mario 3D World. I think it's going to be a pretty damn great time, and certainly I'm I'm just going to I'm going to lay money down on it right now. Better than Walking Dead.
1: Well, we'll see. I'm gonna say. I'm All gonna right. say it. I'm I gonna will say put, it. I'm gonna put two hundred dollars down, Steve. Call me crazy. If if, if if Super Mario World is better than The Walking Dead, I will give you two hundred dollars in 2095. Oh damn it! <laughs> uh, uh,
0: uh stupid fine print. Uh, all right, so tune in next week for Super Mario 3D World, and uh, you know what? Do us a favor. Uh, toss us a review on iTunes. Yeah. Give us a five forget, star with a to, with we a rating. Bug
1: people to put in more reviews. Yeah,
0: go do that. Go do that. It, it doesn't helps. doesn't
1: cost you money. Cost you, you nothing. To the show. Yeah. T- give us give a give us a five star review, and then tell us something that you would like okay. us to do better. Or, like still, or literally
0: just give us a five-star review and write the word Sassafras. Like I'm fine with that <laughs> okay. too. I'm absolutely sure. fine. Like, you know, I, I don't need the feedback. If you just want to tell me Sassafras, I'll know what that means. I'll yeah. know. That means stay the course, buddy. <laughs> okay. sure. Just do what you're sure. doing. Everything's great. Uh, is that
1: like secretly your safe word, Steve? <laughs> that is not,
0: but that's a good one. <laughs> that is a good one. Cause that's, uh, that's a boner killer right there. Yeah. The word Sassafras, cause you're immediately thinking of, uh, no, never mind. That's Suckatash. I was thinking of Sylvester the Cat. Oh,
1: well, that would be another good one.
0: Yeah, Suckatash. Yeah, cuz that's that's even worse actually. Yeah. yeah. All right. Tune in next week where we'll discuss more of our safe words <laughs> with Super Mario 3D World. All right, we'll see you next time. Uh zombie. Ah.
1: Suffering Suckatash.